Hello, and welcome to the Dark Passenger Podcast. So, recently I did an episode called Tale of Two Friendships. And the episode, the first episode was about two friends that I have and me balancing being a good friend versus not being taken advantage of. One has a business and I'm trying to make sure that I you know, don't end up working for free for them just off the base of friendship. The other one, you know, randomly has babysitter requests. And, um, once again, I'm balancing, am I there for my friend? Do I jump up and go, or do I set those boundaries? So that's where we stand. In this episode, it's a little bit different. Um, this episode is about learning to be the friend that someone needs so it's a little bit of a different angle and so the first the first friend that I'll talk about is actually someone who I discussed in other episodes but in a different way I worked with their husband and I, although I knew the friend first and we worked together, me and the friend worked together, later on in life, I then worked for their husband at a totally different company. And in this situation, let's just say it wasn't a very good experience. And he was very, I did not know him prior to working with him. I just knew him as her husband didn't know him on a personal level. But let's just say it wasn't a positive experience. And I've made episodes about those experiences. I'll probably make more. But with that being said, it doesn't change the fact that me and my friend are still friends. And they deal with a different kind of darkness than I deal with. Because you put on... And, and I mean that literally and, and figuratively. They suffer from depression, anxiety, similar things that I do. But they also have this hat of wife and they have this hat of mom. And that changes the dynamic greatly in how they're able to um, find relief. When I want to curl on the ball, I can. When she wants to cr- crawl into a ball... She has their child tapping on, on their shoulder, wanting, you know, wanting a cookie. And so this has been a a common theme, um, over the course of our friendship is learning how to be the bright friend. And there have been times where, uh, during a time where I worked for a husband, not only with him, but I worked for him. So I reported to him. There have been times where I just wanted to lash out and and drag him for filth and tell her everything that's going on. Some there have been there have been plenty of times. There have been there have been things that I know that she would like to know. There are things that I know that she wouldn't care to know. But nonetheless, I kept that um I, I, I held on to that boundary. I did not share what was going on in, in either 
either facet. Didn't bring personal to work, didn't bring work to the personal. And I have some regrets about that, which is something that I'll discuss um, another time. But nonetheless, that's how I handled it. That's how I handled it, separate. And so I can recall sometimes because I knew, because I knew her and her darkness and because I worked with him and, and knew the issues there, there were times where I purposely would, I would purposely, I'm trying to think of the right way to, to say it. Let's say, let's just say, you know, if he had a project to do, I might take on that project because I knew last night, uh, my friend mentioned how they argued and, and, you know, through stuff or what have you. So I'm thinking of what occurred, although I might not share it, of course, at work. Because of I have that background knowledge, I may decide, oh, no, thanks. I got it. I'll take care of it. Hoping that by taking the, the workload off of him, that I would somehow, somehow impact what's going on in their household was the logic. And later on in the process, and, and I, I no longer work, work for him anymore, but Later on in the process, in, in my personal development process, I understood that what I might want is different from what someone else might want. And my friend is the kind of person that they shut down, close shop, lock and key, pretty much. Like they don't, that's it. Like, that's pretty much it. And so, while I may want them to open up, it's it's kind of like beating a dead horse. And I know that comes with some balance. I, I, I hope that I don't meet, misread the situation. I hope that they know they can come to me. But at the same time, if they prefer to sit in the darkness, I have to be okay with that. I have a I have a different personality where I would want to talk and express it. But they may not be the same. And it's being the friend that they need, which is extremely important. And so that's just an overall um, just of that situation. I have another friend as well. Um we worked together at, at some point as well. And they too are balancing like the, the mom hat, the, the wife hat, you know, the, and all the other hats that they have to wear. And it's another thing of being the kind of friend that they need. And this is different from the other episode. The other episode, there's this balance of do I be the friend that, do they, do, do I be the friend that they want me to be, even if it makes me uncomfortable or even if it makes me feel taken advantage of? That was the dilemma with the first episode because it made me uncomfortable. I was feeling out of place. I was feeling inconvenienced. And, and so making them happy was in spite of me. That is, that's a, a sign that something's wrong. 
with this episode being there for for these two friends it doesn't um it doesn't inconvenience me it doesn't feel wrong it doesn't it's none of that and that's a that's a very big distinction that i don't think that i made in the past with that being said with the second friend here um they too have their their own trials their own tribulations uh with their relationship and what they're dealing with and there are times where they need to focus on their household of course and then there are times where they're um they are more expressive and have have things going on and maybe they appreciate someone reaching out occasionally and so understanding that understanding that balance that they that they too are working on themselves we all are giving them the opportunity and the space to make those mistakes and not being so um so gun ho about what was done last or what was said last or this is not like them or etc to not be so firm and understand that we all are very fluid with how we develop and how we progress. The person that I was friends with five years ago, they're not going to be the same and, and not having that expectation that they should be not having that expectation that they should be in both situations. When I became friends with them, they did not have children one of which wasn't wasn't married at the time either. That's a totally different person and a totally different dynamic. And it's embracing that and learning to embrace it that's very important. So this is these two f- friendships are friendships that I value more because the exchange is mutual and I don't feel that there is this taking and depletion um, dealing with the kind of darkness that I have, I can guarantee you I've depleted them many times and it's taken this self-realization. It's taken this work to become a contributor to the friendship. And that's a very, that's a very, very humbling feeling. It's a very, very humbling feeling for, for, to even have the opportunity to go from a negative balance to something that feels more mutual. Because there are times where you get to that point where you've depleted and you don't get that chance to reciprocate or you don't get that chance to to make make things right. And so I in in these two friendships, I think what happens is the more that I meet them where they are, the more that I try to be the best uh, person that I can be, the easier it becomes. And I'm no longer looking for something specific. I'm instead allowing them to provide whatever whatever it is that it looks like to them to, to bring it back to me. Not, not place an order and, and, you know, I'm at a, I'm at a seafood restaurant and I'm getting mad because they don't, 
I'm just making this up. I'm getting mad that they don't have tacos or something, you know, and they're, they're, they're apologetic. Sorry, we, sorry, we don't sell tacos. You know, we're so sorry. And, you know, not setting those expectations and allowing them to deliver whatever it is that they deliver and being okay with that. That is part of what friendships, that's how friendship should be. That is exactly how friendship should be. And so it's not about taking and taking and taking and taking, but this even exchange of ideas, of values in a way that is, um, in a way that is constructive. I don't want to say positive because it's not going to always be positive. But it has to be constructive. It has to it has to serve a purpose. And as I said in the previous episode, there have been times where I felt I felt angry after talking with the the other two friends that I mentioned um, from the first episode, where I felt I felt like I wanted to argue, but didn't, or, or I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just, it's just one of those things. It's just one of those things. One thing I will say, as far as the two that I discussed in this episode, the two, um, friends, uh, that are, that are married, you know, kids, etc. One of the things that I also had to learn, especially with the first friend um, who whose husband I worked with at one point, I had to trust that they know what's best. And this is going to sound contradictory, but I had to trust that they knew what was best even if I, even if they exhibited otherwise, there were plenty of times over the course of our friendship that I was concerned deeply, concerned deeply. I I won't even elaborate with what I mean by that right now. And I simply had to just sit on my hands and go, I'm going to, I'm going to wish them the best with that. And that's hard because you, that takes a lot of restraint, but it's, it's imperative that we allow our friends to be our friends and not make them our children. And understand that if they are mature enough to be married, if they are mature enough to have children, nine times out of 10, they're mature enough to get themselves out of their situations. Now, there there are extreme scenarios, um, of course, you know, if there's, if there's a sense that someone's um, in danger or harm to themselves or others, but I'm talking about daily trials of that happen in a marriage or that happen 
when uh, as a parent. It's trusting that they know what's best. And there was a situation that I kind of read as the reason I, I wanted to step in because I read it as possibly a danger situation, not so much, not so much, oh, I don't, you guys should do this, that I'm, I'm not that kind of person. But when I sensed that maybe there was some potential danger in that scenario, that's when I wanted to step in, but I sat on my hands and expressed um, my concern. And that's all I did. That's all I did. And in, in the second friendship, what I find is once again, being the, being the right friend for the right person, encouragement goes a long way. And I've seen different, I've seen different situations over the course of our friendship where I maybe didn't see the results of, of something. I maybe didn't see the, um, how can I say this? I maybe didn't see, yeah, I didn't see the results or the, or the end product of what, what happened. And I kind of had to fill in the blanks, but I see it in the way that they, I see it in their behavior. So they may not say it, but the things that they do and the, the change in behaviors reflect progress, reflect progress. And so that's also great to see as well, because as someone who is very verbal and wants to communicate or, or discuss things, I expect the same sometimes, and that's not always the case. But I've noticed that I've, I've grown to appreciate those that act and not just say, and your second friend is someone like that, where they may not say, hey, I'm there for you, whatever you need, but they always are there for me for whatever I need. And so appreciating that dynamic, especially as we continue to grow, as our lives change, it makes you value those kind of friendships instead of picking apart the gaps. Once you see, you zone, you're zoned in on this is my friend and this is blah, 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 blah. And then you pan out and you see the fullness and richness of their lives, of all of our lives and the dynamics that, that come into play. You're a little less more, you're a little less critical of the hangups and the the, the things that fall through the cracks because you see that it all plays a role. You see that it all plays a role. So the, this I would consider two examples of positive friendships in my life that I, I become full from. I don't 
I don't starve. I don't feel, I don't feel like they are, um, adding to the darkness, I should say. They are contributing to my growth, even in the smallest of ways. And that's one, with the exception of one person, I would say that these two have some of the, some, I, I would say other than one person, these two people probably have the most weighing on them and yet are the best friends, if that's, if that makes sense. They're under the most pressure, the most, um, the most to lose. And yet they find a way to deliver. So that is all I will say for now. As always, thank you for listening.